Crossover ATL, make some noise. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Y'all make some noise for the greatest worship team on the planet. Y'all can do better than that. One, two, three, make some noise for them. There we go. There we go. If you're alive this morning, say yeah. If you're alive this morning, say oh yeah. I had to bring a little bit of hip-hop back into the, you know, back into the church. Hey, I have a, I have a message called supervision. Say supervision. And when you, th- when you hear the word supervision, what comes to your mind? Ready? Say it out loud. One, two, three. Watching over. Somebody said money. Okay, supervision. What else? What else? What else? Nobody knows. <laughs> Focus. Somebody says eyesight. And some of us might think of like seeing the big picture. Right? I have supervision. I'm able to see the big picture. Or maybe if you got kids, how many of y'all got kids? Say yeah. If you got kids, you know, like, you know, when your kids are younger, you got to have supervision over your children's, right? Because if you leave your children's alone, it seems like sometimes, oh, I'm going to say it, hell might break loose, right? Oh, hell might break loose. And there's a reason why you have to watch over your children because you don't want them to hurt themselves, I got some of my kids in the building today, and I can sit up here and tell you stories, and there's not enough time about what my kids got themselves into. I have four boys. Any, any, anybody have boys in here? And, and boys just like to get themselves into all kind of trouble. They like to do things that they know they're not supposed to do. And there's, it's the reason why you got to have some type of supervision over children. And some of us adults need supervision as well, but we, that's a different sermon. That's a different message. And so whether it's seeing the big picture or, you know, supervising and watching over, I want to define supervision for you real quick. It's the action of supervising someone or something. And we might think of like, you know, a babysitter right? or, or, or watching over different things. And we are called to st- Steward different things. And so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use the word steward that much in this message. And this is going to be a three-part series, so we're going to go into deeper things of that. And I'm going to kind of give this brief overview today. But I believe that the overview is even going to minister to us. So we have to watch over things. Because if we don't watch over things in our life, it becomes dangerous. Say dangerous. Because we all like to do what we like to do. And we all want to do what we want to do. And a lot of times, just as kids, it becomes dangerous. And so let me, let me break down supervise real quick. I got a lot of definitions today. Observe and direct the execution of a task, a project, or an activity. So we are called to observe and direct different things in our lives. And when we hear about supervision, when we hear about stewardship, a lot of the first thing we think about is money. Money is a part of that. But when we boil it down to just money, we cut ourselves way short. I believe that this message today might be one of the most important messages outside of the message of salvation that I preach from this platform. And so if you take this message really seriously, I'm telling you, not only will it change your life spiritually, it will also change your life physically. Because it's all about stewardship. It's all about how we manage what God has given us. We have this supervision. We have the ability 
to think about or plan the future, imagine about it, or have wisdom about it. So we see where we want to be. Is there anybody here has vision for their own lives? Is there anybody that, is there anybody who has vision to not be where they're at today in the future? You can see the big picture, right? We're seeing it. But we have to steward where we're at today in order to get where we're going tomorrow. Let me give you the biblical definition of stewardship. Utilizing and managing all resources, say all. All resources that God provides for us for the glory of God and the betterment of his creation. Matthew 25 gives this story, right, about people who have been given talents. Or some versions say silver. Or some versions say gold. And so there's a, there's a few different people. Some have been given a little. Some have been given a little bit more. And if you read the story for yourself in Matthew chapter 25, some of the guy, one of the guys went and buried it because he was afraid. One guy went and he made more money on it. Another guy tripled his money. And the master took away the one that didn't bring an increase, the one that didn't manage it well, the one that didn't steward it well. And he gave it to the one who stewarded it well. And he shares this verse, Matthew 25, 23. You've heard this before, but I'm going to share it a little bit different probably than you've heard it. It says, well done, good and faithful servants. You've heard this before, right? Well done, good and faithful servants. You have been faithful or you stewarded or you've managed the few things or the little things. And he says, I will put you in charge of many things. Now, again, a lot of us have supervision. We can see where we want to go. We can see the career we want. We can see the job we want, right? A lot of us want to be our own bosses. We don't want to work for the man anymore, right? We want to we have our own, you know, businesses. We're entrepreneurs. We want to have our own ministries. We want to have our own lives. We all want to have, you know, get on this South Beach diet or be this diet or that diet. And we see ourselves looking like Superman or Hulk or whatever you want to compare yourself to. You say, I'm just going to get in the gym. I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to get ripped. I've been telling myself that for 20 years. I still haven't arrived. But we all have this vision of the many things. We do. We all have the vision of the many things in our bank accounts. Can I get an amen for that? We all want to see multiple zeros in our bank accounts in Jesus' name. But we got to have, you know, numbers on the left side of the zeros, not just zeros. We all are able to see the many things in our minds. It looks so good. We can't wait till we get there. Right? We, we, we want it now. But the scripture says you'll never obtain the much without managing the few. You'll never get the, I'll never get the body I want without managing today what I'm eating. Without managing today what calories I'm burning and how much I'm working out. We'll never have all the zeros and the ones in our bank account without managing what's in our bank account today. We'll never grow closer to the Lord in the future without managing how much we're in the word and how much we're in prayer today. 
We all keep dreaming about better days. We all keep dreaming about the much. We all keep dreaming about us being somewhere else. But the reality is God will only trust you with that if you've already been faithful at how you're managing your life today. It's all about management. It's all about being good stewards. And it's way bigger than money. It's about what God has given us. And we all in this room, one thing I know for a fact, we all have breath in our lungs. And thank God for that. We all walked in here on our own. We all have blood going through our veins. So the one thing he's given all of us is life. And we all want a greater life. We all want more. We all want greater purpose. We all want greater things. We want our marriages to be better. We want our businesses to be better. But how are you stewarding what he's given you today? Luke 16.10, whoever can be trusted with little will be trusted with much. Check this out. Whoever's dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. We think if we could just make more money. That will fix my problems. I'll be able to do X, Y, Z if I just got a better job or if I just was in a different relationship or if I just was in a different church. We think it, if we could just make more, that will be okay. But it's not about the amount of anything that you have, but it's about the management of all things. So this is going to be a hard word for some of us. Now let me just be real with y'all. I'm preaching to myself up here. I got to be better stewards of everything that the Lord has entrusted me with. Let's break this thing down a little bit. My first point is stewardship is not about money. It's about your life. It's about your life, y'all. Money's a part of that, but it's bigger than that. Stewardship is really about life. It's about your life. It's about managing our time, talents, and treasures. And the list goes on, our bodies, our minds. We got to manage these things that God has given us. It's about giving to God the best of who we are and the best of what we have received from him. The Bible says this in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. My question this morning is, what are you treasuring? What are you treasuring? Because some of us treasure money and our heart is in our money. And if you want to see where your heart really is, all you got to do is check your bank account. Pull up that app and you can see where your money is going because that's where your heart really is. Some of us, you know, it's our bodies. And, you know, and, and sometimes our bodies become an idol. We start to put our treasure, we start to put our focus on things that are outside of the kingdom. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to take care of yourself. I, I think we need to steward our bodies. Don't get it twisted. But we need to focus on the things that are most important. So the question is, what do you treasure? Even though, like, and this is debatable. I've heard, I, I've sat down with people a lot of times. They're like, well, tithing is an Old Testament principle. We're going to talk about money for a second. Tithing is an Old Testament principle. It's not required today. And, you know, you could go throughout the scriptures we're commanded 
in the New Testament to support those that preach the gospel in Matthew 10, Luke 10, 7, 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 6, 1 Timothy 5, 17. And while we should enjoy the good things that God has given us, we're also called to be generous to the hurting and the poor in the New Testament. See, it was a law in the Old Testament to give a tenth, the first fruits to the Levites who were taking care of the temple, opening the doors to the temple. But the New Testament, the Lord says that you, me, our bodies are what? The temples of the Holy Spirit. We are the temples. And wealth, if we're not careful, could become an idol leading us to abandon the things of the Lord a lot of times. If we're not good stewards and good managers over the things that God has entrusted us with. It's so easily we get entangled in different things. And next thing you know, you've met people like this. You find yourself out on left field or you find them out on left field and they're wondering how they got there. Because something in their life became an idol that they failed to steward correctly that God has given them. And this goes for talents, abilities, gifts. There's many men and women that God gifted when they were in their mother's womb who perverted the gift. And they're not serving the Lord with the gift. They're doing well in the, in the eyes of the world, but they're doing horrible in the eyes of the kingdom. And some of us, they're in our families. Some of us, they are our neighbors. Since God is to be our treasure, believers are to give generously and freely. He is our treasure. And when we find him, right, the Bible talks about planting that seed in our heart and buying the whole field. When we find the treasure, especially in the States, I've, I've shared stories about visiting third world nations, meeting men, women, and even children that have so much joy and so much peace, yet they have not one dollar to their name. They're eating things like rice with three macaroni noodles on top one time a day. And I've been there. I've been in the presence of God's children, but yet they have so much faith, so much joy. And yet we have so much resources. Right? We, we have so much that God has blessed us with. Just being born in a nation like this. Just being living in a nation like this. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, we have our own problems. But the reality is we have been blessed. And how we steward what God has given us is going to de determine the fullness of that abundant life that he promised for you and for me. God is our treasure. We're called to generously give and give freely. And for some of us, that's more than just, it's, it's not about a religious thing, about an amount. Like, oh, you got to give 10%. No, it's all his anyways. I give based on what the Lord wants me to give. And based what I feel led to give leads me to my second point. Stewardship is about who is in charge of your life. That's really what it's about. Who rules over you? Who reigns in your heart, in your mind, in your soul? Exodus 20 verse 2 says, you should have no other gods before me. And that's lowercase g. Because some of us start to worship other gods. Gods like resources, money, people, whatever is captivating your attention, the majority of time starts to become an idol in your life. What's captivating you? Who's captivating 
your attention. We show God that he's first in our lives when we give him the best of who we are and what we possess. We manage our lives to show him who's in charge. Everything I own is his. Everything I have is his. I've told you stories about my house before. I've told you stories about cars before. I've told you stories about different things before, about how God supernaturally came through for me. Everything I have is his. It's about management. It's about what God is, is entrusting you with. It's managing your time, managing your finances, managing this temple, managing self, a.k.a. self-care. That's a buzzword going around right now. Self-care, that's a real thing. You got to take care of yourself. If you don't steward yourself, your life will be cut short. If I sit up here and I eat McDonald's every single day, yo, like for real, every single day. Isn't there a movie about that, like Supersize Me or something like that? Supersize Me. Your health is going to go in one direction. And some of us, let me just be honest, some of us blame God for our own mismanagement of our own lives. Some of us blame God for things that are happening in our marriages when it's our own mismanagement, lack of stewardship in our families. Some of us blame God for our children being astray and leaving the church. But the reality is it wasn't the church's fault. It's our fault as parents. I'm not saying every case is, is that. But what I'm saying is a lot of times we blame the devil or we blame God. When it's the reality is it's a lack of stewardship in our lives. We got to manage things. We got to manage our calendars. I'm preaching to myself right here. Shout out to Lulu D. Lulu's my official assistant. Make some noise for Lulu real quick. I never thought I would, I never thought I would have an assistant. I was like, man, that's for big, that's for big time people. But the reality is, I would be doing a poor job with our leadership and the church because I'm such a people person that I'll, I'll say yes to everybody. And next thing you know, the most important things aren't getting done. And so I need somebody to help me manage, to help me steward my time. And so I take it so seriously now because I know what God wants me to do. I see the big picture. I have a super vision. But unless I'm able to steward my time correctly, I'll never see the supervision come to pass. We got to manage our time, manage our finances, manage ourself. The list goes on and on and on. And the key is this thing has to become a lifestyle. Say lifestyle. It has to become a lifestyle. Matthew chapter 6, it talks about... Don't worry about tomorrow, for today has enough problems of its own. Can I get an amen? amen. That's the Bible, y'all, all right? Today has enough problems of its own. Some of us are living in tomorrow. Some of us are so worried about what the future holds. Some of us are worried about who the next president is going to be. Some of us are worried about if I could get a job. Some of us are worried about all of these things. And the scripture says, don't worry about tomorrow. I need you to steward what I've given you today. I need you to manage your life today. That's basically what it's saying. I need you to not worry about tomorrow. This thing has to, you have to walk this thing out. It's a commitment to the person of Jesus. 
How committed to you to him are you really? Because if you're really committed to him, your time will line up with him. Your finances will line up with him. Your health will line up with him and what he wants. And don't wait until there's a problem to do it. A lot of us wait till something is broken in order to fix something, right? We're not going to counseling because we're good. There's nothing wrong with going to counseling when things are actually good. You got you to gotta, you gotta get a check every now and then, right? You got to get refilled. You got to get, you know, things shifted around every now and then. You're saying, I'm not married. Do I, do, should I go to counseling? Yeah, if you feel the need, you should go to counseling. And maybe it's just a counseling session with a friend. Maybe it's just a counseling session with a pastor or a leader or a mentor in your life. Whatever it is, the list goes on and on. You have to be committed to the person of Jesus. It also involves carefully using, a.k.a. managing, everything we have been entrusted with. God has given us all different things at different levels. And we have to be good managers, stewards over everything he has entrusted us with, a.k.a. God owns everything. Psalm 24, 1. We're going to put it on the screen. It says this, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And last time I checked, me and everybody in this room and everything that we have is the Lord's. It's all his. I don't own a car I steward a car. It leads me to my last point. None of us are owners. We're all stewards. And when you shift the way you think, saying, I don't own nothing. I don't own my house. I don't own my marriage. I don't own my business. I don't own this. I don't own that. All I do is manage it for the Lord. I manage it. I'm a steward of it. So if I go and I bury it in the ground, if I ignore it, if I don't spend time trying to grow that thing that God has given me, trying to, you know, keep it as healthy as possible, trying to make sure that it's multiplying. If we read Matthew chapter 25, the Lord will remove it from us and give the supervision to somebody else. I always say this, I know what God has commissioned me to do, called me to do. My fear is if I don't do it, somebody else will. He'll get somebody else to do what he's called me to do. If I don't steward the things that he's given me well. And it starts at home. It does, it starts at home, y'all. It starts in the place where nobody is looking. Thus, me giving is nothing more than managing his assets and resources. It all belongs to him. God gives his resources, his time, his gifts for our enjoyment, but also for our investment. Me stewarding my time better is actually investing more in our leadership team, investing more in our church, investing more in y'all. 
so that you guys could go out and live the abundant life that God had promised for you. So you could go out and be the ministers of the gospel. This church is built on Ephesians chapter 4 to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That means when you leave this room, the first sign you're going to see right outside this door, it says, go be the church. What does that mean? That means love God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. It's a lifestyle of seeking first the kingdom. It's a lifestyle of stewarding our time. It's a lifestyle of stewarding our voice. Some of us, the enemy has quieted our voice because of some things that are happening in our life and in this season. And I believe this, that if you steward your voice, you'll start to see things shift. You'll start to see fear shift. You'll start to see, you know, different things shift in your life. I'm telling you, watch. We got to keep the perspective. God asked that we give him the first fruits of our labor. And those that practice and live by the stewardship principle, God blesses. We want to be rivers, not lakes. And what God gives us flows through us. We have to give it away. Freely you have received. Freely what? Give it away. Some of us, we've grown up, listen, some of us, we've grown up, including myself, with the mindset of holding on to what you have. It's mine. I'm afraid of losing it, therefore I'm going to hold it. When that is not kingdom. Sometimes you got to just let it go. The good and the bad, let it go. It's all for the sake of God's children. The more you let go, the more God will give. I'm not talking about, I'm, I'm not talking about money, y'all. This isn't a prosperity message. This is a message of management. This is a message of stewardship. Some of us have been waiting a long time to do something. Or maybe you're a procrastinator like me. You're saying, I'm just going to, you know, Monday I'm going to do it. Monday, I'm getting back in the gym. Somebody hold me to that, Pastor Phil. Hold me to that. Monday, I'm going to do this. Next week, I'm going to do that. Next week, how are you managing today? We'll start getting back in church. How are you managing today? Well, church ain't until Sunday. Listen, you can open up your Bible in your living room. And Holy Spirit will start to speak to you through his word. You can get a friend and you can meet at Starbucks and you can open up the word of God and you can start to talk about the word. And that is just as important as what is happening right here this morning. It's all about stewardship. It's all about having a supervision. But making sure that we're focused on the little things. God, I'm going to leave you with this. God is in the little things just as much as he's in the big things. Mm. God is in the little, the small. What the, word, what the world looks at as minuscule, what the world looks at as not as important, God 
He says, if you're faithful with the little things, with the few, I can entrust with you. God is looking for men and women that he could trust. God is looking for men and women that he could put some weight upon and that you will not crumble. God is looking for men and women that can carry his anointing without, you know, perverting it. God is looking for people that will be carriers of the cross. What does that mean? That means you will die to yourself and live for him. And I believe there's a few of us in the room. And actually, there's more than a few. And I want us to make a commitment this morning. I want us to commit to being better stewards of every aspect of our life. Every aspect. From our health, to our finances, to our time. And you can just keep filling that list in. We're stewards, not owners. And if you're ready to make that commitment with me, I want you to just slip your hand up, and I want us to pray together. Slip your hand up real tall. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, God, for your church. I thank you, Father, for your word. You said in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, that the requirement of a steward is to be found faithful. So help us to be faithful ones, Lord God, with everything that you have entrusted us with. Help us to be faithful, God, with our time. Help us to be faithful with our treasure. Help us to be faithful with our gifts and talents. Help us to be faithful with our temples. Help us to be faithful with our minds. Help us to be faithful with you, Lord God. And I thank you, God, that you continue to pour out your presence. You continue to pour out your resources. You continue to pour out direction, provision, joy unspeakable. You continue to pour out your peace that transcends all understanding. You continue to pour out your radical love, God. And that we're carriers of your grace. We're carriers of your mercy. Help us even to steward relationships in our life. Friendships, family. Mothers, fathers, children. And Lord, we give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor for what you're doing in this house. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We all say amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.